Hey everybody, it's Tyler. Um, what follows is uh, Battleship Pretension Live, which we uh, did at Meltdown Comics um, on February 6th um, with guests uh, Josh Fadum, Pat Healy, Ed Salazar, Frank Conniff, and Bill Dwyer. Um, now I'm just going to let you know that the audio is kind of iffy. Um, like one, you know, there were four mics and some of them sound better than others. Uh, so the audio on this is just, uh, it's not great. Uh, we, we need to boost it in play, you know, we needed to boost it in places and uh, take it down in other places. And, uh, for the first 10 or 15 minutes, uh, there's kind of a, kind of a frustrating hiss at the beginning that, uh, that does go away after a while. But, uh, but yeah, so just letting everybody know that uh, you know it's uh, it's not the best recording, but uh, you know when we next do a, a show, uh, we'll try and fix that. So uh, just keep that in mind, and uh, and also there are a lot of not a lot of, but there's a few uh, kind of visual uh, references. For example, uh, there was a stand-up of Obi Wan Kenobi that was in the back of the in the back of the room, uh, and then uh, Josh uh, grabbed it. And uh, came up uh, at the beginning of his set uh, with the cutout, with the uh, stand-up or whatever, uh, in in front of him, and then he did an Alec Guinness impression. So, uh, so yeah, just keep that in mind as well. And uh, yeah, so enjoy. Ready for the show to start? You guys look like you're ready. For some fucking movie talk. Everyone you know them, you love them. David and Tyler. Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler. There was supposed Smith. to be music. What? There was supposed to be music. Frank? <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of the show, Frank McGrath. That's Frank, his fault. feel my wrath McGrath back there. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> well done. Uh, you interrupted the intro, David. I know. You had it so worked out. Yeah. 150 you know episodes. I've done the same thing over and over again. <laughs> well, uh, then I think you can start over from the top. All right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you all for coming. David. Yeah. I got some bad news for you. Oh, no. Now, calm down. You're going to feel bad. And then I'm going to drop the good news on you. You're going to level out. I'm ready. All right. Go ahead. I'm going to take this out. Uh, the bad news is that due to some complications from knee surgery, headliner Jimmy Pardo is not going to be here tonight. I feel terrible already. I feel uh, bad. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Hang on. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is the good news. This is, yes. Okay. okay. His replacement, Bill Dwyer. Bill Dwyer. Bill, yes. Hilarious guy. All right. Uh, Friend uh, of the show. Were you starting to applause, like trying to get them to like, applaud? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was hope, I was kind of hoping that they would they would follow suit. All right, no, it's not a not a huge crowd. It's fine, and most <laughs> most of them are my friends. So like this whole front front row. All right, friend of the show, Jason Eakin. Um, all right, so so real quick, let's let's try this. How many try people what? here actually listen to the show? By round of applause, please. All right, that sounds that sounds more impressive than I expected. Uh, it, it could be better. It could, well, no, there's no question. So those who uh, applaud if you haven't heard the show. 
<laughs> All right. Well, for those that... Uh, wait a minute. Did you just clap? Okay. Because I've known you longer than anyone else in this room. Um, all right. So, uh, so for those that don't know, Battleship Pretension uh, is a weekly movie podcast. It is not... Uh, it is not a movie review podcast. It is no. uh, basically more academic discussions. Really uh, dry. It's really dry. <laughs> Thank you, David. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's very dry. And so, uh, for example, some of the things that we've talked about, uh, like, for example, the role of subjectivity in film, like what you uh, bring to uh, the movie-going experience. Uh, another one Intellectually. Is, yeah, absolutely, intellectually. Um, Thank you, David. Um, and then uh, another one is like uh, we talked about the Hayes Code, uh, you know, like the role of censorship Heavy in stuff. early. Yeah, absolutely. The role of censorship in, in early film. We also did an episode about the most awesome death scenes in movies. <laughs> yes, we did that, so we that as well. So very dry. Very dry. So <laughs> dry. Uh, so it's, uh, you can find it at uh, battleshippretension.com. Uh, it's also available on iTunes. Uh, there's a new episode uh, every Monday. So here we go. Um, so what we did, Ed Salazar, who was nice enough to set this whole yes. thing up, and we really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Ed. Um, uh, it worked, worked that time. Well done. So you're like an applause sign, David. It's great. It's like, it's like I'm hosting it alone, and you just tell Anyway, um, so Ed said, hey, guys, now at the top of the show, before the, you know, before the comedians come on, you guys need to do some like, upfront banter. Prepare something, he said. Like, really prepare something. Uh, we didn't do that. We t- decided to completely sidestep it. It's the Battleship Retention way. It's your, uh, there's no question. If you've heard the show, the first 15 minutes are just, <laughs> just a mess. And so, uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, and now that I, I've left him over there, I'll be right back. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Seriously. You know, <laughs> get it together. You know, you're also a host of the show. No, I'm you can holding it down in my applause sign duties. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you guys some trivia questions about the show. People who haven't heard the show, uh, just take, you know, just take There's joy. There's going to be some very funny comedians. Coming There's out. no question. Absolutely. Uh, you There's know, just free beer. There is also free beer. Now's um, a good time. Well, it's $5, really. $5, <laughs> all you can drink. They, they already paid the $5. They're right. Here. Right. So it's not, the strictly speaking, free. No, the co- they're paying $5 for the comedy. And the beer is free. The beer is free. One could make the argument tip, that <laughs> yeah, tip, yes, absolutely. Um, no, this one could make. First, the this is the first fifteen minutes of the show. It sure this is. is a complete yeah. tangent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you uh, trivia questions about the show. Uh, we're going to ask three right now, uh, and we're going to throw out some uh, some battleship pretension merch. That's merchandise, David. Oh, good to know. Yeah. All right. So that's it's the lingo. When you have a podcast, you get it. So um, and they will all eventually someday have podcasts. Uh, the way things thing are going. He's, he's not joking. Um, <laughs> so sooner or later, you're going to run across an opinion that you think is okay, and you're like, oh, everyone needs to hear this. That's how we started. So um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ask three questions, uh, and we've got three shirts to give out. Uh, we would have more, but. Shirts at the Battleship Pretension store that cost money. And, uh, you know, there is a donate button on the website, by the way. All right. Save it for the end. Oh, I'm reading the first oh, one? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're reading. I'm reading. You're reading these two. Look at this. All right. Who, uh, Tyler, you've written the word whom here, but I'm, I know you mean who, so I'm going to. On the show, that's like your biggest thing. That and, <laughs> like, switching out me or I. And you're, you always, you don't hesitate to, like, correct me on mic. 
So I tried, knowing you were going to read that, I thought... I wrote whom because you assume whom is probably the right one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Question number one. Let's get... Let, All right. These people are waiting for some comedy. Uh, who, who is Tyler's least favorite actor? Does anyone uh, know? Ra- uh, first person to raise their hand and have the right answer. Yes. John Voight. John Voight is correct, yes. also would have accepted Will Patton. Also would have accepted Will Patton, that's correct. So, all right. um, Let's see here. So you will get a BP shirt with our uh, original logo on it. I'm probably going to throw it to the same place every time. And you just just make sure it gets there. Um, Some of us went to film school. All right. uh, So this next question is about David here. There was a film that David claims to understand better than anybody else on Earth. What is this film? <laughs> yes, you in the front. The Way of the Gun. The Way, way, of, the gun. The way of the Gun, that's correct. And, now, an underappreciated gem. <laughs> underappreciated by everyone but me, because I understand it better than everyone else. Uh, okay. no, it's, hey. Christopher McQuarrie has a pretty good idea what it's about. He wrote it. But... It, even that, I, I think I think I should sit him down and tell him what it's about. At some Absolutely. Point. Uh, all right. So this goes to the gentleman in the front row. This is our new logo, and uh, I guess we're recording this. He's not here. So special thanks to Lance for designing that, by the way. Thanks, so there Lance. You go. All right. So we're at our last question. All right, last question. Okay. What, what's okay? Who who is Tyler's dream world adversary? <laughs> all right. For those who didn't hear, you didn't raise the your young hand. Man who, but he's also that's the fine. only one who said it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so uh, sorry to other people who knew and didn't raise their hand. I like this guy's moxie, so we're going to give him a t-shirt. Absolutely. The answer is Michael Gambon. All right, so before I show you what Tell the, the story is. quickly, for those who don't know. So <laughs> several years ago, I once had a dream that I was a camp counselor, and, <laughs> and I was in charge of several, several like, small kids. They all wore yellow shirts. And I was taking them, to these, uh, taking them through these very... Scary woods. They were the woods from the Tim Burton film Sleepy Hollow. And then uh, I decided, hey, kids, you know what we should watch? Sleepy Hollow. And so uh, these little, like, four- and five-year-olds decided. I said, hey, this should be fine, right? So we watch it. The kids all uh, love it. And uh, then I say, hey, kids, I got a, I, we've got a special guest, a special guest speaker. In it's the dream. In the dream, yes. No, I, he wasn't there when I woke up. Um, <laughs> special guest speaker. And I said, kids, he played Baltus Van Tassel. In Sleepy Hollow, it's Michael Gambon, <laughs> all right, uh, who currently plays uh, Dumbledore in the uh, in the Harry Potter series. So, so Gambon shows up, and uh, and he starts making fun of me, and all the kids start laughing at me, and I was just like, what? They turned on me so fast, and I was just like, you know what? I've had enough. Uh, I don't have to take this. So I leave, and I'm walking through the woods alone, sad, dejected. At which point. I say what has become something of a catchphrase among listeners. I uh, grip my teeth and I say, you'll get yours, Gambin. <laughs> All right. And so. And then you woke up. And then I woke up laughing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you get a you'll get yours, Gambin t-shirt. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, David, that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The comedy's going to be better, though. Don't worry. People laughed. I mean, it's, you know, we kind of stacked the deck. They like they've laughed. Yeah. All right. All right, well, that's fine. Okay, so uh, so I think, yeah, I think we, sh- we can move it along now. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? All right. Okay, so our first guest, there he is back there. All right. Our first guest is a... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
He's back there. <laughs> he's, he's not very funny. See, here's what's neat. Here's what's neat about seeing us live as opposed to just listening to the show. You can actually see the looks that I give David when he says things like that. And what's neat, he can see your look now. <laughs> but you can also see how much joy I'm getting from myself. Oh, there's, yeah, I no. don't care. That, what actually does, that actually does come through in your voice, David. Um, <laughs> all right, so, uh, so our first guest is, uh, has been on our show more than anybody else. He's one of our favorite guests. Uh, we're delighted to have him here. Uh, you've seen him in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Weeds, and most recently on uh, 30 Rock. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Fadum. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, So, what do you call Princess Leia when she hasn't shaved her pussy from being captive for a while? A Wookiee pussy. <laughs> Oh, yes, thank you. This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Yes. What do you call a, a, what do you call a growth on my penis? I mean, in my bladder that I have to pee out. A passing death star. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank you. How are you? How are you doing too? Dylus, Biff, and David Pax Television Network. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, stop, stop it from going. Making long, loud singing song noises. Holding it for a long time. <laughs> Gotta make jokes about movies. Here to see a movie joke. This is what movie reference is this. It hasn't been made yet. That's why you're not sure. Uh, <coughs> so I was driving down the street. I saw a billboard that said gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think it should have said gambling problem. Bet you won't call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> So, uh, so you guys remember the Micro Machines man from childhood? Yes. Micro Machines, Micro Machines talk fast. Micro Machines walk in seconds to talk fast. Oh, Micro Machines, blow, go fast, I'm talking Micro Machines, Micro Machines, Micro Machines. You get it. Do you think that the uh, Micro Machines man had a rebellious son who's like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> so, finally got around to trying out the shower in my new apartment. And I go to turn on the faucet, and babies start coming out, and I'm thinking, oh, great, a baby shower. <laughs> hey, yo, fellas, yo, fellas, y'all ever get pussy so good, you be making that face like, ooh, But then when you get some bad pussy, you be all like, ooh, it's still pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think that my favorite Harrison Ford quote is probably, uh, I hate snakes, Chewie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I think the band Kiss is one of the shittiest, most overrated bands of all time. Here is my impression of the essence of Kiss. Hey, 
it, buddy. Are you guys ready to rock harder than you've ever rocked in your life? Well, we're kids, and we're the ones who are going to rock you that way. All right, are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, hey, rock and roll, rock and roll is me. <laughs> Don't you think that rock and roll is cool? Going to stay up past eight and rock all night. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife, Chewie. <laughs> hey guys, watch as I try to turn watch as I try to pass off a back to the future reference as a joke. Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Precisely. The way I see it is go and build a time machine, you might as well do it some style. <laughs> yes, you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. <laughs> I saw this homeless man feeding birds. Come on to me, talk about, got some change, get something to eat, I'm hungry. I said, motherfucker, eat your birds, see. <laughs> get off my plane, Chewie. <laughs> uh, um, I think if Mr. T were a stylist, he'd be all like, I'm pretty the fool. <laughs> um... Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown, Chewie. <laughs> hey, you know in um, comedy movies where there's a situation where there's a guy and he's going to get a thing and he really wants the thing, but the only way that he can get the thing that he really wants is if he's a woman. Oh, jeez, that means he's got to wear a dress. Oh, brother, I want Uncle's fortune, but I don't want to be humiliated. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, well, what if you, if you tell me what about this? I'll be so embarrassed. Oh, we run by fruiting. In every one of these movies, there's always a situation where there's a guy who, for some reason, is head over heels attracted to the man in the woman's dress. And he's got no idea that the character, he's got no idea that the character's a man. He's just like, oh, baby. Oh, mama, can I get a date? The most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Hashibachibou. Have a little laugh. A little kiss. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, baby, baby, He's got no sense of bone structure or <laughs> Adam's apple. Um, uh, this has been going on since the beginning of comedy, and I, I uh, have a theory that because it's been going on so long that these guys must exist. So to test out that theory, I went and I put on my own pretty little dress, and I went into the back alleyway. And let me tell you guys, I did not find a single guy ready to propose to me. <laughs> what I did find were five other guys testing out the same theory. <laughs> so, uh, so we just blew each other and watched them like it hot. <laughs> they were nice. Um, okay, let's go talk to these nice guys over here. Josh, someone's going to have to move that now. Well, I'll do it. I'll be the one to lift that really heavy thing. For those, are there people listening to this at home? Not at the moment. Oh, so yeah. but but they will in the future. In the future. Yeah. So okay, so to fill people in on those first two jokes that were so funny that I completely ad libbed, I carried a stand of Obi Wan Kenobi up in front of the microphone, and nobody expected that it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. They were said Josh Fadum, and they're like, wait a second, what's this Obi Wan Kenobi thing coming up here? And then I ripped those quick little jokes, just wasn't even thinking about it. Those were not written. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wookie pussy? No. You came Just up with that on the top? I thought of it right when I stood up at the microphone. Man. That, that's, yeah. that's yeah. genius at work. Yeah. 
So Josh, you guys can see why I'm the most frequent guest. Oh, speaking of things people can see, should we comment on the fact that half the people can't see us right now? Oh, yeah. oh well, they can't see <laughs> you when they it, when and if they listen at home. So obstructed view. yeah. Well, perhaps every just like every few seconds we should just just do this. <laughs> yeah. And then just do well, that. Maybe I should scoot over. <laughs> or just keep you going know, back and forth. If you guys want to make it more appropriate, you can work on some. You can work on your tasks or be driving to work right now. <laughs> and it will make it seem like you're just listening Listen to, to the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So, so Josh, how's it going? What have uh, have you seen any movies lately? No, <laughs> no. All right, well, thanks for coming, everybody. Oh no, yeah, it was really good. Really good to see you guys. <laughs> now, n- n- name some more movies where where, where people uh, where, where men dress up as women and, uh, and, and are proposed to. Let me see. There's there's uh, w- some like it hot. Like it hot. Yeah, there's sure. uh, uh, just one of the guys, but that's reversed. Yeah. There's uh, what's the one with Chad Lowe? Where he plays, uh, it's like the, it's another one where Chad Lowe has to be uh, a you girl. Know, you know what, Ch- Chad Lowe's kind of pretty. He is pretty, so he pulled yeah. it off. I believe that, yeah. Um, Tootsie, there's Tootsie. Tootsie, yeah. of course. Of course, they try to, like, even out the uh, the obvious part, you know, by, like, making Charles Durning, like, a little more heartfelt. Like, I, I really have been lonely for years, and I, 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 I think a woman like you or something. You remember? That's an odd Charles Durning. <laughs> there's something like that. What if Walter Matthau was in the movie? Oh, now we're Oh, you're a beautiful woman. <laughs> I really like the way your lips look. <laughs> oh, your lips are beautiful! <laughs> I'm going to kiss you in the mouth! <laughs> you shame. son of a bitch! You have a penis I didn't even know! <laughs> that was shameless, David. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't, wanted him to do it. Don't yeah, pimp me obviously. out, guys. <laughs> Uh, what about you? What have you guys been? What have you guys been watching lately? Uh, let's see. I saw since I saw you last last week. I oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, of course, you can listen to episode uh, 150, where Josh Fadum and friend of the show Paul Goble show up and Paul's just scream. Paul's here, right? What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for people that yeah. have heard the show. Um, <laughs> what, what, but I, uh, I said Paul's here, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He okay, because be. that's a continuation. Listen, guys. Here, listen to 150 before you listen to this, and that joke will be really funny. <laughs> Just, like, ignore th- Remember this, but don't think of it now. Like, store it, and then return to it. Or It'll watch, or listen to this now, and 150 will be, like, the prequel. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as uh, films I've seen recently, all I, I saw an education, which uh, was great. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Uh, no, it was great. It looked really boring to me. Yes, it looked boring to me as well. Do you like that? I, well, tell me what was good about it. Well, what's what's good is that you just expect it to be kind of this typical Oscar bait, you know, just, oh, a period film with British people, and they fall in love, and just they learn important lessons. Peter Sarsgaard doing a good John Malkovich impression. <laughs> <laughs> his, his accent is... Um, spotty. Spotty, yeah. Doesn't um, he kind of talk like this a little bit or something? <laughs> yeah. You kind I of saw Bright Star, which I thought was going to be interesting and was boring. Well, you're a Jane uh, Campion uh, fan. All the way around, yeah. What was boring about it? I thought it, it was going to be boring by the trailer, too. Bright Star. The one where there's the really pretty guy who doesn't look like a real person, and there's a really pretty girl, and she looks like a really pretty girl, and then <laughs> and they're like kissing and, l- and laying in the leaves and stuff. And and they're wearing and they're wearing some period costumes. Everyone here clearly saw the movie. No, yeah, they probably yeah. saw. I only saw the trailer. It's about these guys, and they <laughs> like to dress up like it's another period and hang out in forests. Yeah, <laughs> it's about LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Okay, so this is ostensibly a comedy show, and then at 
the first thing we start talking about is an education and bright star. Well, what's wrong with that? I don't I really think. I mean, who set the rules up? It doesn't have to be a comedy show. I mean, I feel like Ooh. we can talk Ooh. about anything here. We, we, did, we did advertise. We that that oh shit! <laughs> you guys, so you guys are like, entertain me. Let's keep them. Let's keep them coming. Let's keep the laughs up. I'm getting twiddling my thumbs. If people leave within the first half hour, they do get their money back. By the way. So, um, just like at the movies. Hey, it's eight thirty-five. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so now, Josh, you, now you actually have to leave, like the minute you the minute uh, you step off that couch, right? You know, probably I I overshot it, and I could probably hang out for another five. Okay. Oh, th- oh th- <laughs> you <laughs> thank know? you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, now, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing this evening that people can can go and see? Uh, I'll be uh, participating in the midnight show. Which is a show at UCB, mm-hmm. um, a sketch comedy show uh, hosted by tonight. It's hosted by Rich Summer, who's on the show Mad Men. Or, uh, <laughs> a, a, as I as I like to call it, Angry Men <laughs> or Upset Guys. Isn't it about some guy who likes tea so much he drinks like six teas? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I'm trying to Anyone? think abstractly, and I got nothing. Sixties. No. What was that? Sixties. Six. Oh my gosh. Oh, really? is that what it is? Sixties. <laughs> oh my. I misheard. Oh. <laughs> that must be what it is. Yes, this <laughs> is why we've had him on the show to just. Oh my. I had a, a good idea for a sketch, but I didn't tell anyone uh, for the show, and I didn't really think about what it was. You know, f- like Mad Men. And I just thought, Mad Babies, like Muppet Babies, but with <laughs> Mad Men. And they go on characters. Or maybe they're, re- and they're really debonair babies, you know. Um, and they're, I don't know, the head of that advertising company is maybe the, the mommy legs. So you only see the legs and the rest <laughs> are like, they, uh, it's all about imagination. Which is a- what advertising is, so... I've never actually seen the show Mad Men. Well, so. sketches like that you can look forward to at the at the midnight show. <laughs> yes, no, okay. s- no, it's not in the show, so you can only look forward to what I just described here, <laughs> and it's over. So now you can't look forward to it anymore. <laughs> so th- you can look past you can look past it and enjoy the past. All right, so you and look forward to more funny things from you guys. Go, you guys. So you're gonna you're gonna hang out for a minute, sure. Oh, uh, now it's just a minute. Oh, okay. a couple five. You oh, know, I don't know. I yeah, I should probably go. Do you want me to? Do you want me to hang out, or you what told do you me want? You had to go. You can stay. What do you want? I want you to stay. Okay, I'll stay. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll stay. All right. Listen, our next guest is an actor and writer. You've seen him in such films as Magnolia, Ghost World, Rescue Dawn, Great World of Sound, and The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, yes. We're thrilled to have him here, Pat Healy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hilarious titles. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I haven't done stand-up comedy in a long time, and I, I dare say I never really did it all that well. But um, so I was trying to think of something to do because uh, they wanted something movie-related, possibly, and something uh, humorous-related, and uh, I just I couldn't think of anything and I was on vacation and I, and I came back and it was only like a day and like I don't know what to do and then I, I found this amazing thing which uh, I don't know if some of you maybe have seen this it is an email uh, that was sent to DreamWorks uh, they wanted to give it to Peter Jackson 
uh, regarding the movie The Lovely Bones. Has anyone seen this? So, uh, well, I'll just read it. It sort of <laughs> speaks for itself. <clears throat> Dear Peter Jackson, if you make a movie where a young girl is raped and murdered and her father is Mark Wahlberg and he wields a baseball bat and then you don't have him smash the child molester murderer's brains in, you are a douche. <laughs> a deflated balloon of wet kiwi douchebag rat with AIDS. I'm just reading it. I'm <laughs> I know, I know. You won an Oscar for those movies with the goblins and the unicorns. <laughs> In particular, you won for the one where the midgets jump and down, up and down on the bed at the end. And then that one fucking dude gets on a boat and goes someplace. <laughs> Bravo. You're better than me. But Mark Wahlberg plus molested murdered daughter plus baseball bat equals carnage. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg carnage. Like at the end of Shooter where Marky Mark kills all those dudes <laughs> by shooting them in the head and then adds insult to injury by blowing up the fucking house where their bullet-riddled corpses lay. Just because. <laughs> and while we're at it, if you speak to Mark Wahlberg, tell him that the guy who molested and murdered his daughter is the creepy dude with the glowing eyes who builds dollhouses and lives two doors down from him. <laughs> also, building ships in bottles takes away some of your street cred. <laughs> Blow somebody's head off already. I suggest you watch Taken. I agree. <laughs> Where Liam Neeson's daughter is merely kidnapped, but he still managed to murder any motherfucker even tangentially connected to it. <laughs> he even goes through the trouble of knocking down a barrel of petrol with one side of his car, flipping a bitch, and igniting it with the other. <laughs> Somehow. Then there's this part at the end where he fucks the shit out of this whole boatload of Arabs. <laughs> My point is, it's his daughter and he puts in some effort. <laughs> Unlike you, who somehow finds satisfaction in letting the guy get away and years later being hit in the head by a wayward icicle, falling down a mountain and breaking his neck. That must have brought you great closure. Then you could stop looking into that fucking candle and seeing your daughter in that Afterknife Lunesta commercial. <laughs> or is it Activia? No, Activia is the product that tries to sell you with the mental image of a gray-haired Jamie Lee Curtis not being able to shit. <laughs> this guy gets graphic. Remember her jugs in Trading Places? That's how I choose to remember her. Not straining over the bowl, trying to squeeze a dump out of her puckered sphincter. At this point, I'd rather fuck Tony Curtis. Or perhaps even Bill Curtis. 
You know the guy that narrates on A&E a lot. <laughs> I know, I know, The Lovely Bones is not that kind of movie. But why not? It's not like what you ended up with is art. Would it have killed you to have Wahlberg plunge the icicle into Stanley Tucci's creepy eyeball? No. Wahlberg goes into that cornfield with the baseball bat and gets the shit kicked out of him. But if it was Rambo, he would cut a chicken open, lead a bunch of, and then there's an unpleasant word here for Asian people, <laughs> in with the blood, and then when they're surrounded, he lights that shit on fire. By the way, did you see the new Rambo movie? He outruns a mushroom cloud. <laughs> Unlike that pussy Indiana Jones who has to hide in a refrigerator. <laughs> Speaking of guys killing tons of dudes to avenge his daughter, remember that part in Commando when Arnold cleaves the top of that dude's head off with a saw blade? Why couldn't Wahlberg do that? Why you gotta be so boring? It made me so mad that I kicked my cat and killed it. <laughs> That's blood on your hands, PJ. In fact, I hope you don't mind my sending that dead cat to you in the mail. It's in a converse box so you know when you get it. I threw a really cool script about these aliens that, spoiler alert, turn out to be not really aliens, but these dudes like in France and stuff. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is, if you're going to make crap, have things explode. Or, I don't know, make another wizard movie. I dug it when Magneto was flying that giant bird. <laughs> it was like an animated Zeppelin album cover. And that reminds me, would it have been so hard to sneak some Led Zepp into at least a little bit of the entire 15-hour Michigas? Ramble On is about that shit. T'was in the darkest depths of mortar I met a girl so fair, but Gollum and the evil one crept up and slipped away from her, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe, and I'm going to like warn you that this gets a little rough here. Maybe if you blasted Moby Dick when those dudes were jumping on the bed, it wouldn't have been so gay. I don't know. Maybe you are gay. And if you are gay, you know what would be lovely? If someone boned you in the ass already. And now it gets kind of personal. You might dig it. I've tried it, and while I don't make a regular habit of it, it wasn't bad. You've had your stomach stapled, so you're no stranger to pain. Just close your eyes and pretend a warlock is giving you a lightning bolt colonic. It's kind of like what it is anyway. I can't believe I'm talking about this with you. I've never told anyone this stuff before. I always had to be daddy's little man, and I have been falling apart and crying inside for as long as I can remember. Hey, while I'm at it, have you seen Poetic Justice? Janet Jackson plays a poetess named Justice. Just saying, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I haven't seen the whole thing, but it was on TBS or something the other day, and I saw some parts, and it looked pretty weak. <laughs> Anyways, I hope this was helpful. If you ever get a chance to recut the lovely bones, you might incorporate some of my ideas. 
Then maybe more people will see it and cheer at the awesome parts. I know I will. In fact, I might even buy a ticket this time instead of downloading it illegally from the internet like I usually do. This gives me the greatest vantage point of seeing as many movies as possible and then bitch about them like I'm doing with you. I also enjoy writing hateful rants on IMDb message boards and Ain't It Cool News, lamenting the current state of entertainment business to which I contribute not one dime. <laughs> Anyways, like before, I got a boogie. Or ramble on, ha-ha. You know, like the Zeppelin song from before? Hello? LOL. Hey, if you slow the song down at the end, you can hear Robert Plant say, I can't find my bluebird. What's that all about? <laughs> Best, Craig Chimples. Screen name, Monkey Love, 1981. P.S. Get fat again, you look weird. <laughs> Thank Craig Chimples for that. Might come over, uh, come over to the... Pat Healy, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, please. It, it's up to you, Josh. Josh and I uh, used to be in a comedy team together, a foursome, and then still occasionally a twosome. Yeah, we'd still do some shtick. So what happened? Did you guys, like, uh, was it like an argument funny. or something? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair well, enough. One of us did. Guys, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we still do stuff from time to time, but yeah, you know, we're busy. People got, people got We've got, you know, people have wives and children. Not us, no. but. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many people on this panel have, have, have seen The Lovely Bones? <laughs> <laughs> I meant on the panel, but. Uh, I've seen <laughs> it. Um, Someone gave it to me for free, but I didn't watch it. Uh, good for you. I heard that it was bad enough that I was like, oh, well. Craig Chimples didn't care for it. <laughs> no. You know what movie I did like? Shooter. <laughs> Shooter is a great movie. It was good, right? Yeah. You know, it's David, really if good. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, I think the episode is, is you know lost to the sands of time, but uh, the very first episode we recorded of Battleship Pretension, we made our top ten lists of uh, 2006, or is it 2007? It was 2006. It was 2007, okay. And uh, I believe it made your top ten. I know, that can't be right. Okay, ma- wait. <laughs> I w- it can't I w- be right I there. It there. But it's, it was, it's a it, very entertaining it movie. It was really great. Did you guys see Four Brothers? Yeah. yeah that's very good, too. <laughs> I love that one, too. That's what I was saying when I was watching that movie. As I just said, I just kept saying, if, if he takes that baseball bat <laughs> and smashes Ted Stanley Tucci's head in, I, okay. Yeah, it yeah might be exactly. Good, but it just didn't go in that direction, uh, unfortunately. So there's no car chases in the snow. In uh, in lovely bones. No, he doesn't shoot at Rottweilers. No, oh, man. nothing, nothing, nothing so quaint. Nothing Wahlbergian. No. <laughs> well, now we we mentioned this when you were a guest on on the show because. <laughs> I'm sure he did several times during that. Every time he got script pages. But it's odd. It's odd that Josh brings up four brothers. It's oh, we did. We talked. Yeah, about we it. talked yeah. about it before. It was on my guilty pleasures. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, really? Sub list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The film Although I don't really feel guilty about it, it's good. No, I like it's it. Great. The film yeah. wound up being better. Justice, John Singleton made him both. Right, right. That's right. John Singleton directed four. Bro- oh, yeah. That's right. Oh. Now you feel bad. Yeah, I do kind of feel bad. Yes. Just imagine how he feels. <laughs> 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 but uh, but I'll, I'll I'll bring this up for the you know for our uh, our audience here is uh, my favorite part in Four Brothers comes when uh, uh, Garrett Hedlund, I believe yeah. his name is, uh, his, spoilers, uh, Garrett Hedlund, the youngest of the four brothers, 
dies in Four Brothers. Um, <laughs> and basically, he gets they're in the you know they're in their little house fortress of sorts. Um, and uh, right, it's like an, it's like an assault on Precinct Thirteen type it is, of situation. It is. They're like boarded up inside the house. Absolutely, they've, yeah. go, they've gone to the mattresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You can't get in there. And so, uh, G- so Garrett Hedlund, uh, the villains are like, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to get him out? We got to get someone out of there." So uh, they lure him out with a snowball fight. They uh, they start throwing snowballs, and he goes, "Oh, I'm going to get you." And so I guess forgetting that. He could be shot at any time. He just decides to start making snowballs Can't and then resist. gets shot. And uh, it's, it's a snowball fight. <laughs> 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 I think that was Elvis Mitchell's defense. Of uh, no, Elvis Mitchell, I think, said, it's really about family, isn't it? <laughs> um, Elvis Mitchell could have, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger on talking about uh, Corn and the Bear. But it's really about family, isn't it? <laughs> Are you not an, El- an Elvis Mitchell fan? No, I listen to the show, obviously, but I, I, I go home and uh, if you collect the podcast, within the first five minutes, he says, it's really all about family, <laughs> isn't it? Um, now, real quick, uh, now you've worked with a lot of directors. Like, uh, you know, you've worked with Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Werner Herzog, uh, Terry Zweigoff, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I have to assume you've got a lot of crazy stories. Do you have any? I'm going to, I'll pick one at random. Let's go with Herzog. Do you have <laughs> <any> <laughs> I, I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, do, do you have any crazy Herzog stories? I have to assume any story about him will be crazy. Uh, the, the one story that comes to mind isn't so much, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice crazy. Okay. Well, there was, one, there was one, just a short little thing, which was that, that um, in the script, uh, with, you know, it's about a, a, a guy who crashes in, uh, in Vietnam and he becomes a, a prisoner of war and, and, and escapes. And when they uh, rescue him, uh, they give him a candy bar. And uh, they had in the shooting script written, I keep going like, who's that dude back there? And it's Harrison Ford. Uh, 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 <laughs> he's so shiny. Uh, and the, the candy bar, I guess they had a Snickers. And um, he went nuts. He's like, why is it Snickers? I implored them, Butterfingers. <laughs> I implored you, Butterfingers. And we were just sort of sitting, listening to him, like, you know, sort of rant at the AD. But actually, the other th- then later, we were, like, we were sort of joking with him about it, and he, he had a really um, good explanation for that, which was, yes, because in the jungle it's so hot, the, the Snickers would melt inside, but the Butterfinger would stay firm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say that we shot a scene uh, on an aircraft carrier where there was 300 extras, and they got like because it, it was you know mil- supposed to be U.S. military, so they found like every white man in Thailand <laughs> and and got him in a, a you know military uniform and got him on this on this ship, and uh, uh, we shot this whole. Thing and they're all cheering and everything. And at the uh, at the end of the day, he got up on uh, this platform with uh, Christian Bale, and he said, uh, "Thank you all so much for coming today. This is our lead, Christian Bale. He was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you very much." And then he he drops the microphone and goes like to the stage, is like, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Where the fuck is he going?" And he he runs out of this giant aircraft carrier. And uh, runs to the end of the gangplank, and as each person comes out, he stands at the end of the gangplank, and he shakes every one of their hands, 
and he says thank you. And if anyone wanted to talk to him or had something to say to him, he did. And he didn't leave until the last person was out. Oh. That's neat because you actually, you know, you Hell hear so many you hear so many stories about him being as you say, there's good insane. Yeah. And then there's bad insane. Yeah. And no. you hear a lot of bad insane. You told me a good I thought you you told me a good story about how Christian Bale <laughs> uh, questioned his choice of the title Rescue Dawn at some point. Did he, did he come up and say something to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? He said, uh... Did John think a little bit something like... He said it's... I think he said... He, movie a little bit? He said, he, said, he said it sounded like a Dolph Lundgren movie, I think. I know, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ben Healy, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Thank you. Well you gonna, are you, are you going to hang out? You, it's up sure, to you. Uh, it's I up sh- to the I guests. Sh- I sh- should, I, should I just stay here? Sure. Yeah. All right. Josh has so much going. I gotta go get ready for the show. Find some short shorts for at UCB. Okay. All right. Before we go to the next guest, let's. Uh, someone just came in that has had a good week. Oh. Oh yeah. I uh, just wanted to point out that uh, uh, a friend friend of the show, uh, Greg Helvey, is here, yeah. uh, who was very recently an Oscar nominee. Yeah. For for his. Uh, Live action short film called Kavi. Yes, so have, uh, go to uh, Kavi the movie, I believe, and uh, and uh, look into it. It's really good. It's a wonderful film. So, all right. So our next guest, you've seen him in, in such things as Battleship Retention Live at the top of the show, uh, being dressed as PB Herman. <laughs> Ed Salazar, ladies and gentlemen. I like that. It's like, hey Pat, you worked with Herzog. Hey guy, you got nominated for Oscar. Guy with no credits coming up, everybody. <laughs> Buckle the fuck up. Uh, I, I went to PB Herman Live today. No. Yes. <laughs> I went to PB Herman Live today, and I was like, oh, it'll be fun. I'll dress up. A lot of people dress up, and uh, no, uh, no one dressed up. It was me and Paul Rubens. That was it. <laughs> Those are the two people that dressed up like PB Herman today. And uh, my friend looked at me, very funny comedian Matt Pronger, looked at me and goes, it's not fucking horror show. It's not Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ed. Uh, I, uh, I went and saw 2012 uh, when it came out in theaters. I had to review it for a TV show called Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I hated it immensely. A couple reasons. Number one, I'm Latino. The whole show, the movie's premise is that the Mayans predicted the end of the world in 2012. No Latinos at all in the movie. I have a fucking headshot, asshole. Like, <laughs> I'm making a movie about King Arthur, but only Filipinos are in it. Like, doesn't fucking work. Uh, and you know how the end of the world works in this movie? Uh, it, everything just behind you falls the fuck down. Like, that's... <laughs> That's how the apocalypse works. You, you remember after the ninth seal, it says, and a bull in the china shop knocks the world down. Like, that's it. And uh, the whole time, like, Q's uh, is, like, running from things. And, like, at first he's, like, running, and things right behind him are falling down. And then he gets in a car, and then right behind him, things are falling down. And then he gets in a fucking plane, and still things are just behind him falling down. Like... Look, I'm not smart, but in the plane, you're at least going twice as fast as when you're running. I don't know. 
and the whole thing is like he's trying to save his family from falling down behind him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just put him a little bit in front of you and stop running. You're destroying the world. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I, I don't know what else. I, uh, I don't know what else I want to talk. There was uh, there's the movie that's coming out. It's a uh, Dear John, and I jokingly said, uh, "Oh, this is someone." And then I said, "Oh, from the person who wrote the Notebook," and I'm like. Oh, I bet that person writes all their movies are about something someone wrote down to a loved one. And then my friend's like, "Oh yeah, they wrote A Walk to Remember, which was about a list of things on a piece of paper." And I'm like, "Really?" And then I looked up the rest of the things and number 1, message in a bottle. This is a f- <laughs> You're fucking What is the log line for this? Uh napkin. That's all it says anymore. A napkin, you could definitely write something you love to someone bag of a fucking napkin. Let's make it. Like they I don't even like Dear John is like beating around the bush. It just should be like the letter. Uh the next movie in in that's just in post is called The Last Song, which sounds like it's a bit of a curve because it's like, oh, it's a song, but I guarantee you that song was written on something. So <laughs> last song, fuck you. Uh man, I don't I didn't have really anything else that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but uh uh thank you very much and I'll go and sit down with Pat Healy. Yeah, sorry, Ed, we kinda put you on the spot. No, no, there. I'm dude, I'm so happy to this is one of my funnest this is a really fun podcast and this is a really great time. I'm glad to be here, honestly. All right. Which one? Twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking great. <laughs> It's always great to see uh, a movie with Pat Healy. If you can get a chance, go see a shitty movie with Pat Healy because there'll be some point uh, where I'll look over and I don't know if he's doing it through the whole movie, <laughs> but he knows exactly what I'm looking at him and he will pantomime something awesome. Like during Juno, <laughs> he pantomimed a shotgun in his mouth. <laughs> 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 in 2012, I think he did this. And I, I know this is like on the radio, but he just did the explosions with your hands thing like... <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you're like oh like it's like having it's like, like the synapses in my brain firing. Yeah, <laughs> I can see Pat he, like if he had a seizure during a movie, I would just think that he thought it sucked. <laughs> like, just like you're right, this does suck. Like he's like just give me something to bite down on. That's how, uh, that's how Red Fox died. Actually, he was on the set of uh, his sitcom The Royal Family, and he started clutching his chest, and everyone was like, oh, it's the big one. <laughs> 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 Dead right there. <laughs> Not an urban men. <laughs> I uh, I want to say Her- Herzog. I'm like Pat and I have talked about him a lot, and my friend uh, Kevin Kadok is another comedian. He and I talk about him. I've kind of like only recently started seeing Herzog movies, uh, and I watched uh, My Best Fiend, which is a really great documentary he did about his friend Klaus Kinski, who is like super intense actor. And there's a moment where they're in the jungle, or jungi, as Herzog says, and he's like, <laughs> jungi. And of course, uh, her, Klaus was scared of everything here. We were all sleeping in tents, and he was frightened. He asked, where is the buildings to sleep in? And of course, there was none. 
and he was throwing a fit and acting like a maniac. And I'm like, yes, because you're sleeping out like a crazy person. Like, <laughs> that is a pro. Could you imagine Will Smith? Were, like, if Will Smith was in a movie and they were like, uh, yeah, you have to sleep outside in a tent. Like, fuck no. <laughs> like, that's the. He was afraid of the giant spiders and snakes and an alligator trying to attack him. <laughs> he was such a pussy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that seems totally... I shot at him, and for some reason he reacted <laughs> very aggressively. <laughs> I killed all his family right in front of him. He would cry for days. <laughs> what a... <It's> so negative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was so negative. <laughs> you couldn't hang around him anymore. It was just <laughs> so negative. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is totally logical responses to Herzog's insanity. Like, By the way, when you're not Klaus Kinski and he says, uh, you jump in that helicopter and it's going to take off with the door open while you're still jumping in it, you're just kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my favorite thing that you said about him was, the, the great thing about him, and you do get this from My Best Fiend, is that like he's totally willing to do any of that, but he's kind of insane, so it's like, he's super intense, so he's like, he would be like, no, we're going to use live bullets in this next thing. You can point the gun at me if you want. Like, I don't care, we'll both be dead. Like, <laughs> so. Bernard Herzog is kind of reaching like uh, like Christopher Walken status now, like where he's he's almost like a, a, yeah, a parody like of himself. Yeah, like a creative uh, thing. But I thought that that Bad Lieutenant was one of his best oh, movies. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I I, I would give Nicolas Cage the Oscar for that. Hmm. But and you know, I think Val Kilmer is fucking amazing in that movie. It's great. It's a very small part. So good. And there's an amazing scene where. Uh, Nicholas Cage shows up in a rest home, <laughs> hiding behind a door, <laughs> shaving himself with an electric shaver, razor, for some reason. And then uh, he, he has some words with a couple of elderly ladies, and it gets quite violent with them. <laughs> <laughs> the movie just is g really good, and then it just kicks into a whole other gear at that point. I recommend you see it when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray disc. Yeah. Peter Jackson can eat shit because, like, he fucking <laughs> chokes the shit out of an old woman. It's so great. Uh, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, if, if Peter Jackson listens to this podcast, uh, I'm sorry. I did not write that. <laughs> I'm merely the messenger, sir. Yeah, and you are, like, elvish looking, so you could be in the running for a Hobbit-type movie. Elvish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? I could see you like being an elf of some sort. A wood elf. Um, <laughs> fifth level. Uh, that seems insulting. Are you insulted by that? It seems like you Those are the be. most beautiful creatures on the planet that don't age. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Take Fair that, enough. Pat Healy. <laughs> <laughs> You're an amazingly skilled craftsman and magical. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst Don Rickles ever. <laughs> Ooh, look at this guy. He's handsome and intelligent looking. Uh. <laughs> uh, red shirt. I've never seen a Mountie before. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I loved Bad Lieutenant also, and I can't, like, what is the, it only made, how much did it make? Like, very little. Very little money. And then From Paris comes out, which is fucking terrible. It's like Training Day, Port-a-Call, Paris, or whatever. And uh, looks awful. It's going to be bad. 
And you're like, it's essentially the same type of thing. Like, it's dirty cop in a rough city underground. And you're like... But they have a big advertising. Yeah, yeah. Like... So don't go see From Paris. Go see... How many people have seen it? it. That's from the director of Taken, so I'll reserve judgment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, there'll definitely be heads on steering wheels. I mean, that's like... (laughs) But but, but John Travolta looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. (laughs) (laughs) Glued some of that... What's that? That candy, that that game with the magnetic spirit. Yeah. I I feel like he was tar and feathered in a Merkin factory. That's what it looks like to me. (laughs) Uh, uh, Ed Salazar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for sitting down with us. All right. And Pat Healy, ladies and, and gentlemen. Pat Healy. Pat Healy, everybody. <laughs> um, listen, our, uh, our next performer knows, knows more about horrible movies than anybody in this room, I guarantee it. Uh, he was a writer and actor on Mystery Science Theater 3000, and he uh, currently does the same sort of thing live and on DVD with uh, Cinematic Titanic. And he has a live show here in town called Cartoon Dump, which is great. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's TV's Frank, Frank Conniff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. Wow, man, Werner Herzog's ears must be burning right now. Uh, I was very excited to come here tonight, um, a little uh, too excited. Um, on the way over here, I was uh, pulled over by a cop. Uh, he let me off with a warning, though. He said, don't see when in Rome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sometimes the police are your friends. Uh, um, but, you know, it's, uh, you're talking about uh, Dear John, which I assume was a chick movie, and I think it is, but, I, but it, it has a military theme to it also. And um, just before I came here, I was hearing about that, you know, they're trying to change the don't ask, don't tell policy in the military, and, um, you know, which they should be going all the way with, but they're just kind of making incremental uh, progress. Like, I think the new thing is now... Um, you're still not allowed to admit that you're gay, but you're allowed to say if you liked Mamma Mia. So you're <laughs> <laughs> just kind of moving forward, I guess. Uh, I was at uh, uh, Comic-Con this past summer because uh, I'm a lonely middle-aged man. And uh, <laughs> oh. I'm afraid of intimacy, but I caught the DC team-up panel. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's teaming up. That's intimacy, right? Um, But uh, you know what the huge thing down there, bigger than anything else in in pop culture, as I'm sure you all know, is Twilight is like the biggest thing now. It's taken over everything, and I'm trying to uh, uh, cash in on that. I've been pitching a project now that's kind of in that vein, like kind of a younger, a sexy vampire thing. Um, so I've been pitching a teen Count Chocula. Uh, <laughs> it's a younger, more sensual take on the uh, <laughs> Count Chocula mythos. Uh, he, uh, he bites women and they get type 2 diabetes. So it's uh, very sexy. I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be a big project for me. Um, you know, one uh, way in, in movies that I, I feel um, really kind of alienated uh, 
from a lot of what people like now are I'm just not into the horror movies that are really successful now, like the 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 franchise ones that are really like intensely violent, you know, like Saw and um, Hostel and Texas Chainsaw Ma- Massacre. You know what critics call those movies? Torture porn. That's right, torture porn, because they have scenes of intense, gratuitous violence, and they give me an erection. So, <laughs> I totally... Oh, wait, I, well, I don't want you to think that uh, I'm only into one kind of porn. Um, <laughs> I have a wide palette, as it were. Uh, um, I actually uh, downloaded uh, the other night a uh, softcore porn. Well, it was really softcore. It was called I Like You as a Friend. <laughs> and uh, the most erotic scene was the part where he uh, was really supportive of her. So <laughs> I'm very proud because I've been doing that joke for a long time, but I... I updated it by saying I downloaded the movie. <laughs> so uh, it's like a whole new thing now. Like, it's not like just an old joke I've been doing for a long time. Um, um, I, did anybody uh, 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 come here, by the way, uh, based on, on seeing announcements on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, no, Facebook, I'm like, I'm, I have to admit, I'm kind of obsessed with Facebook and. Um, Spend a lot of time on it. You know what I really think has um, helped the growth of Facebook is uh, computers. Uh, <laughs> and the Internet, too. Because, uh, uh, actually, you don't know this. Uh, Facebook has been around a long time. It, it was actually around in the 1800s. But, um, like, when you wanted to, to send a, a, when you had a really funny status update, uh, you had to send it out by Pony Express. So it was very awkward. It just didn't work back then, because if you had a really funny comment about uh, the James K. Polk administration, uh, <laughs> by the time it got out there, uh, Chester Allen Arthur was president. <laughs> so, <laughs> Folks, I'm glad you like the topical political stuff. Uh, and uh, it's the same thing, like, there was no um, concept of too soon back then. Because even if you, like, whoever came up with the brilliant uh, status update about uh, the Lincoln assassination was uh, uh, Joe Sadiah Jones wonders, uh, uh, I wonder what uh, Mrs. Lincoln thought of the play. You know, like that classic joke, like, by the time... That got out. It wasn't uh, too soon, but people were really upset about the McKinley assassination by that. <laughs> so I'm covering all the presidents from the 1800s in tonight's set. They told me when I came here to be really uh, up to date. But uh, I, uh, one thing that, that happened in the past couple of weeks that had a, uh, a kind of an effect on me was uh, J.D. Salinger dying. And um, I was a huge fan of his... Uh, books, and um, I followed his uh, Twitter account uh, very carefully. Uh, uh, the least last two uh, follow Fridays have seemed really empty without him. Um, I actually uh, have, I saved some of my favorite um, J.D. Salinger tweets um, that he put out, um, and as you would expect, like, a lot of them were of a literary nature, like, uh, uh, this one was... Um, just finished reading the new uh, James Patterson novel, 
Another Cracker Jack thriller from the master. <laughs> Kudos. Uh, and, and, you know, J.D. Salinger in his entire life published four very thin volumes, of, including Catching the Rye, not a long book, uh, four very thin volumes of fiction. And uh, James Patterson, this is true, publishes nine books a year. <laughs> so obviously, J.D. Salinger really admired him. But, oh, here's another one, more about movies, which uh, J.D. Challenger tweet about movies uh, uh, caught um, the Transformers sequel. Uh, never thought I'd find a director who would be great to direct Catcher in the Rye, but Michael Bay, call me. <laughs> so those were his tweets. Uh, I still, as, even as an adult, I'm still very kind of holding Caulfield. I, I feel lost a lot of times. Like, I do things that are, like, I, this, just this past week, I feel bad about I, this. I went to a uh, massage parlor, uh, and I asked the woman giving them the massage if could have a happy ending. She showed me the last scene of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I mean, I totally came, but still, it was... Uh, anyway, thank you very much. Sit over here. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, you, you prepared some Werner Herzog stories? Uh, I don't. You know, I felt a little self-conscious because um, uh, he was up here. He had all these great stories about Werner uh, Herzog. The directors, and this is absolutely true. Here are the directors I've worked with. Um, Anson Williams <laughs> from Happy Days <laughs> directed a Sabrina the Teenage Wish episode that I worked on, and um, Henry Winkler, <laughs> uh, Fonzie, I That's worked exciting. with. That's exciting. So um, these are auteurs. So you will uh, definitely be in a Ron Howard film at some point. I hope so. Future. No, you see, Ron Howard would be the big time. <laughs> I worked with the, uh, the uh, Happy Days directors, not quite up there. The ones, the ones that basically turn to directing because people seem to have no patience for them as actors. They just, <laughs> well, uh, I think I'm done looking at you. Exactly. But, um, now, we, uh, we talked about this when you were on the show mm -hmm. last, but, uh, you know, you're something of an authority on horrible movies. I think anyone who goes to the movies is an authority <laughs> on horrible movies. <laughs> uh, what, is the, what is the, this is going to sound kind of strange, what is the worst movie you've seen recently? Uh, recently? Well... <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have to say, um, um, well, I, a lot of the really bad ones I see like are on HBO, and um, I finally um, caught up with uh, the Sex in the City movie, which I watched ten minutes of and began projectile vomiting. <laughs> uh, I'm not in the demographic for that, uh, and also, you know, uh, I really couldn't take, uh, and I, I saw this one because I got a screener, because I'm in SAG, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got a, a screener for um, some good movies, like An Education, which I thought mm -hmm. was great, and Inglorious Bastards, which is great, but, um, and, um, but that Julie and Julia with Meryl Streep was just... Uh, Oh, I, I wanted to kill myself. I like oh, this that guy. Movie. Liked it. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
But uh, you know what? You gave your hard-earned money for someone who liked Julie and Julia. Sorry. And uh, that's a brave thing to admit in this room. Though. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, so I, I, I went to you for that. I went to Blockbuster yesterday. Mm. They're having uh, uh, currently having a uh, three for twenty deal on their previewed mm. movies. Mm. So I bought District Nine. What do you work for them? What was that? Still. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound bad when you say that. I quit years you ago. Went to, did you say you went to Blockbuster? That's right. Blockbuster. Which I think their slogan is, yes, we're really still open. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. We're there next to the Kinkos in the mall. Seriously. <laughs> that place is a mess, by the way. Like They, they, they carry books now uh-huh. and CDs and like like bobblehead really they're just trying they seem to be trying to distract you from from the fact well, that the, they once carried movies the blockbuster in my neighborhood um is now a new business called uh, for lease so <laughs> <laughs> um what was i say? oh yeah so i went to blockbuster uh, and i bought inglorious bastards uh-huh. district nine and yes, Julie and Julia. All right. Oh my now, goodness. I am. Uh, you know. Well, that's like you're at least hoping you'll get a date. So that's. Uh, I, hey, <laughs> look at the ring, buddy. I am. My my wife is taking pictures somewhere here. Oh, okay. There great. she is. And so uh, so I, I called her on the phone. I said, Hey, this is three for twenty. I got the first two. What are we gonna do with the? Th- you know, what do we want to do for the third one? And uh, I think I was. I said, Hey, they got Julie and Julia here. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you enjoy that. And she goes, Yeah, I think you I'd watch it. She likes it too, but uh, and I said you en- you enjoy that, right? We could get that, and uh, so that way I could like justify and say like, no, it's for my. I'm being you know, two of the movies are for me, one's for her. It's it's absolutely for me. I I <laughs> love that film. I'm sorry, everybody, so much. Wow, and glorious uh, sauciers, I guess. I, I was a non sequitur. <laughs> Well, it's not so often you hear Saucier. <laughs> uh, now you talked about you talked about Twilight. Have you have you have you watched the Twilight movies? I did see the, as, did, as part of your job. I well, no, I actually <laughs> just um, like I said, I see stuff on uh, on cable, and I mean, I see them like a year after people are talking about them. But you know, it's it's weird because on the one hand, like I watch it and and I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. You know, I mean, I'm not. Should I even like? be harsh about it. I'm not in the demographic for this kind of thing. It's it's just not made for me. But on the other hand, I think, well, wait a minute. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like my favorite show of all time. Mine which too. Is a, which is teenage vampires, you mm-hmm. know. So so it's like, I guess it sucks then. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I, I didn't want to be... Uh, I mean, I actually, I didn't really hate it, but it, it's like I said, it didn't really seem like it was my cup of tea. Yeah. I'd say that's about uh, right. It is, the vampires in, in Twilight, when they step into the sunlight, they just go all sparkly, right? Yeah, I did, is when that, you can just create those things, I guess. <laughs> it used to be they would melt in the sunlight. Oh, now they go all sparkly. Yeah. Uh, they become... Uh, they Spike get, they had get to uh, black out the windows on his car. Yeah, so well, in Twilight, they just, the um, when there's sunlight, they get jobs as disco balls. <laughs> so For those, those daylight disco yeah, parties. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know. It is, it is funny that just, you know, uh, I believe that they, they frame it like, oh, the sunlight, it reveals us for what we really are, which is even more right. beautiful than we were a moment ago. <laughs> it's just And they never explain, and I might have, like, missed it. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying I missed it was the explanation for why the fuck are they going to high school? <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're, like, hundreds of years old, but they go, oh, we still go to high school. It's like, maybe they must have explained that somewhere, but I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Well, you know, people could get <laughs> – if they see all these young people and they're just hanging out not doing yeah. anything and the, r- the l- rules don't apply to them, 
you know, then uh, people might get like suspicious and yeah. uh, come after the vampires, I guess. Is, is I, the I don't know. Right? I'm saying, you know, it wasn't completely realistic. <laughs> 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 That's the only point I'd make about it. Touche. But the kids love it. You know, God bless them. They love it. The kids today with the twilight and the, and the vampires fucking. It's, it's a big... <laughs> or not fucking. And, van and getting teabagged by a werewolf. It's a big <laughs> thing with the kids these days. So, um... Now, when you go down to Comic-Con, that's sort of a, a, almost a, a working trip for you, right? Well, I do. I went in uh, my friend uh, Grant's show, uh, Grant, who does uh, Throwing Toasters, which I don't know if you guys have seen. It's a great musical thing that he does. And he has a show called The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, which I, I went down to do. And last year, we had the big 20th anniversary Mystery Science Theater right. panel, so mm -hmm. I went yeah. down for that. Oh, thank oh, yeah. you. Please. Please. Sorry, they're waiting for me to, to applaud. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known I was going to applaud, I, I would have said it earlier. But uh, <laughs> I'm desperate for applause. But go ahead. Oh, um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, it sounded like you were about to uh, talk more about uh, Comic Con. Like, is it? So, how many times in a row? Like, how many years in a row have you gone? Well, I haven't gone in a row. I used to go like years ago. I just went uh, to go, and the last few okay. times. I've gone, have been because uh, I'm a part of some event, but uh, actually the comic book and, and pop culture convention that I've been going to for the past few years that, they've, that I've actually been invited to go to, was, that's, that's great, that I highly recommend, is uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta. Mm. It's huh. really fun. I got to meet uh, Terry Gilliam oh, nice. when I was down there. And but uh, not mate. Huh? You said mate for a second before you said meet. I got to mate. Well, <laughs> we did. I mean, I think that was kind of a Freudian. I mean, it was we're all big fans of Terry Gilliam. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I'm a really big fan of this. So we made it, and we're having a kid now. But uh, um, and uh, so you know, so that's that's kind of the the big convention. It's not as big as Comic Con, but it's kind of a more it's big but a more manageable size, and that's like a really fun um, convention to go to. Now I've never actually been to uh, Comic Con or you know. Uh, there's one in Chicago, uh, Wizard World. Is yeah, that what it's? yeah. yeah. Um, but David has gone several times, and and it's interesting to me. I mean, we've talked about it on the on the show before, just that it's it seems easy to like make fun of those types right. of people, but nine times out of ten, it's just like anybody I know that goes there is like, oh man, I was I was way wrong. Like it's just yeah. so, it's so positive. Well, also Comic Con is very. Um it's it's so mainstream you can't look at it as a subculture anymore mm -hmm. and i mean it has a lot of comic book geeks but hollywood has has taken it on and so it, it's it's a very um uh it's not a fringe thing at all mm -hmm. you know whereas i've been i've actually been guests at some of the your your more uh, lower level uh sci-fi conventions at um the st louis um Comfort in airport, uh, <laughs> where those can be a little can get you down a little bit with guys walking around uh, dressed as Doctor Who, um, not really dealing with the sorrow well, and loss in their lives. So <laughs> now I'm from St. Louis. And uh, I know that there's a Waffle House right across the street from oh, the airport. Okay, it's not okay. all bad. It's not all bad. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm excited to go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Frank Connor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, what?
something that's interesting about uh, about this show is that uh, we found ourselves kind of in a situation where it's like uh, not all of the the performers were going to be here when we started the show, so we were kind of worried, like, oh man, what if what if someone sh- what if someone doesn't show up? Are we ever going to know it? Our next performer, we know he's here because you've been hearing his very distinct laugh <laughs> in the back. Uh, and so, uh, David, are you gonna? Oh no, it's me. I'm the last guy. I'm the last guy. That's right. Uh, so, uh, so the cards. I know. I know. But you know, I, just, I don't remember the order. So, um, all right. So, uh, moving on to our headliner, our final performer of the evening uh, is a very funny guy and a listener favorite. He was the host of Comedy Central's BattleBots, and as his uh, very own Comedy Central presents, uh, one of our favorite guests, the Bill Man himself, Bill Dwyer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tyler. That's a, a fantastic intro, though you didn't get everything. Um, I've done a lot of uh, morning television shows, including uh, Perk Up Pittsburgh. It's 9 a.m. And uh, Oahu, out of Hawaii. Oahu, it's uh, mid-afternoon. Hello. Because hello actually uses the letters of the uh, Hawaiian alphabet, except for the E. <laughs> Um, I got called today, so I have an excuse if this blows. <laughs> and uh, what blew for me was uh, 2009. I don't know if it was good for you guys or not. If it was good, good for you. It was a bad year for me. Uh, I didn't have my mind right. Uh, things were bad. Um, I, was, I, was, I was drinking too much, but of course... Like, uh, as is my want, I never fully committed to it. So instead of becoming a full-blown alcoholic, I just got a little fatter. And uh, I got depressed, but not enough that people would know. So then I'm just like, God damn it, I'm depressed and nobody's saying anything. And when you get depressed, you got to break something before anybody really gets it, you know. And I didn't do that because money was tight, you know, and I didn't want to, you know. I was like, ah, we need that mirror, you know. Because you always break the mirror because you're looking at it pensively, you know. You're, <laughs> What's the matter with you? Bam, fuck, I don't have insurance. And then the mirror's gone. And so 2009 was a terrible year. Uh, 2009 also gave us uh, the movie, see, tying in to the theme that we're, uh, that we're doing here in the back room of a comic book store. <laughs> Talking about movies, okay, so... You can put that together. <laughs> um, 2009 gave us the movie uh, featuring one of my favorite actresses, Cameron Diaz, The Box. Uh, worst name for a movie ever, frankly. The Box. I, just, I was just waiting for someone to go, did you see The Box? And I was going to go, yeah, the story wasn't tight enough for me. You know? And, ah, but nobody asked. Again, 2009, I was so angry. At everybody, at all of you, and I don't even know most of you. And um, in the movie, The Box, there's a magic box. Frank, did you see it? I have yet to see it. Really? Okay. Well, you should run it on ham radio when it comes out. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a magical box that if you uh, press a button, uh, you get a million dollars, but somebody dies. And that is a full-length movie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if that's me, uh, that is a much shorter movie. 
Mr. Dwyer, this is a uh, magic box, and if you press this button, you get a million dollars, but somebody dies. You keeping track of these? How's traffic out there? Is it getting better? You don't need to pay me for all these. Do you need a list of names? I'm getting a callus. I can't even... Oh, we, uh, we were talking about it yesterday what the best movie uh, in the Oscars was from last year, and it was uh, Slumdog Millionaire, right? About, uh, about some kids who uh, get on a game show. And uh, that was pretty good. And then uh, what were the others? Uh, oh, Benjamin Button, right? Which I didn't see, but it's about an old guy who uh, gets younger. And uh, did uh, I never saw the movie, but you, you know when he's going to die, right? Does that kind of ruin it for everybody? When you're like, well, he's down to about seven pounds now. Got to be soon. We better start saying our goodbyes. Ah, oh, fuck, there he goes. Does he get sucked back into someone's vagina? And then it's, ah, magical. And then it comes back out. And uh, uh, Watchmen was last year, right? Was Watchmen last year? And a severe disappointment, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Honest to God, I went to Watchmen, I think on the first day, right? Because I was pretty excited about it. And uh, I went there with my son. And by the way, if I am, if I am particularly uh, young and virile to you tonight, uh, it is because uh, we were out of uh, bar soap when I took my shower. So I used my son's Axe shower gel. <laughs> and it's the snake peel one. I don't know if you've ever tried that one, but uh, it contains uh, uh, desert minerals and cactus oil. That's what it says on it, and, and so if I'm sexy, that's why. <laughs> but also to temper that, because I don't want to drive everyone crazy, I put some old-fashioned brute under my arms. <laughs> so it's, again, it's like doing a, a show about movies in a comic book store. <laughs> it's puzzling. <laughs> and I love comics. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've I bought comics way before a lot of you were born. Uh, I bought uh, Spider-Man versus Superman. Remember when that came out? It was big. You don't remember because you weren't born. But it was big, and it was a dollar. It was crazy. And uh, my dicky sisters wrote a phone number on the cover. And uh, so that fucked it up, right? There goes the value right there. Oh, hey, who's at 422-3538? I don't know. Why don't I call them up and tell them it cost me 200 bucks? <laughs> And then I, uh, my mom shipped it out to me years ago, uh, and uh, I sent it with my daughter. Uh, she took it to school because it was like a, a relic, and some dicky kid, because kids are dicks, <laughs> especially if they're not yours, and uh, some kid ripped the cover off, and my poor daughter, she was in like third grade at the time, she was so terrified that I would go ape shit that she, uh, she taped it together. She, she taped the cover back on and then brought it back to me, and I did go ape shit. And, uh, <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> it's fun to hear a kid's story that doesn't end in, and then we hugged each other, and he told me he loved me. Shut up! <laughs> you stupid kid and stupid name. Shut up! Uh, what was I talking about, Frank? You're keeping track here, right? You're a... Huh? No, the box is the opening joke. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, right, yeah. Oh, my God. 
So, uh, Watchmen, right? First of all, you're watching it. Oh, yeah. So we see, I see people walk in. It's a big family, and there's like a five-year-old. They're bringing their kids in, right? And my kid's 15. They're bringing in a five-year-old. And I was like, oh, that doesn't, I don't think that's a good idea. And uh, the kid's fine until they put an ax in the dog's head, and then he just explodes, which really upped the level of the movie, you know? You're, you're like, wow, this surround sound is crazy. And... Uh, and but it just the whole the whole time travel thing they've never gotten it right with any movie have they and especially in Watchmen it's so annoying and Doctor Blue Dong you know that that, that whole thing right like, you know because you see them and you know because you've heard about the dong you know and you want to see it you know and then you then you see it and of course they gotta you know they gotta make it so it's you know, a decent dong, you know, and it was, you know, but it can't be, like, super long, you know. Like, if it was down to his knees, you'd be like, look, look at that guy, uh, big blue dog, you know, if he was waving it around. <laughs> I'll stop global warming. <laughs> that would have been great. But they make it just the right size, so you're like, oh, and Dr. Dong, pretty good, you know. Um, but then when he walked, it never like, you know, wah, 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 wah. it was just this perfect, you know, walk, you know. But it'd be great if he had a nub, right? Just if he was a, if he was a grower, not a shower, you know, and he just had this tiny mushroom cap, you know. And everybody would be like, how about a thong there, huh, Bluey? And uh, they just, the whole, the whole time travel thing, they've never gotten it right in any movie yet. And it was so annoying in Watchmen, you know, he's talking to uh, Malin Ackerman. And how were those guys so strong anyway? The, oh, that movie is so aggravating to me. Just, <laughs> hey, let's, let's fuck. Oh, there's a prison riot. Well, that'll make the sex even better. And then we'll <laughs> go and, you know, you'll throw guys around even though you weigh 98 pounds. And nobody has explained, that's not explained at all. And. The most boring couple ever, the owl, and the, where's the old owl? He got killed, and ah, oh, that movie, I get so mad. <laughs> and then she's talking to Dr. Dong, because he loves her for some reason, and uh, she loves him, of course, because he's blue and eternal, and uh, lives on Mars, which is fantastic, and she goes and visits him, how, I don't know, and then, ah, uh, for you're going to cry in 10 minutes. It's like, ah, I can never argue with you, blue dong. And, and she does argue. Oh, and then he's, he's talking to her, and then he's, like, working on some engine. It's like, the fuck are you working on it for? Why don't you just go in the future and bring it there, you son of a bitch? <sighs> he's working on it. So, like, he's got a wrench, you know? You, 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 really? You haven't figured out a better... You didn't go in the future and find a better wrench? And then, and then they're in the smartest guy in the world's house, right? They get to, right, his house or his, his icicle house in the northeast. Ah, I was so bored by that point. I was like, Jesus Christ almighty. And I read the comics, so I know everything that's coming up, you know? You just, every scene, you go, okay, now they're going to. And then, and then they're in his house, and it's that scene where, oh, let's break into his computer. He's got a laptop, of course, and you're going, really? I have a laptop. <laughs> and you will never guess my password. You will never. Fuck, I defy you, fucks. Come to my house and try and figure out the password to log on. 
to my computer. You can't. And I'm not the smartest man in the world. I'm not. You can look around as much as you want. That's always the thing. Huh. Well, okay. Huh. Oh, it's password protected. Huh. Well, oh, there's a picture of a sailboat. And it's called the, oh, the Lunker. Let's try that. Got it. Are you kidding me? Like the smartest guy in the world doesn't change it every day or come up with some sort of a symbology that you would never get. But sure enough, they look around. Oh, yeah. ISIS or whatever, whoever that God was. Yeah, let's try that. You think? I don't know. Just try it. We're at two minutes and 23, we're at two hours and 23 minutes. Yeah, try that one. We should get there. And nobody even, well, you got into my computer. Will my cheetah with antlers confuse you? I wish it had been explained, but why would it be? Oh, the house on Mars is collapsing. I should have seen that coming. I did, but I didn't tell you guys. <sighs> my, uh, my wife and daughter saw the time traveler's wife last year. Oh, Christ Christmas. Like, right, we'll never see that, right? But maybe we should, because it's ridiculous. And I had my 11-year-old daughter trying to explain it to me. And uh, she goes, yeah, he goes back in time, and he's naked. And then uh, he meets her, and she's not born yet. And then he goes back, and then he comes back, and he's married to her. And then they, and then they have a kid. I go, what? What the, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I literally swore at her. And she goes, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> have you seen the time traveler's wife? And I go, not now. <laughs> so then I'm on a plane to Erie, Pennsylvania. Right? This weird club that a lot of comics don't like, but I loved. And, uh, and I'm on the plane, and it's a, it's a nonstop plane, and uh, we get a movie, so I'm excited, right? Because uh, I brought my own headphones, so I don't have to shell out right there for their germy headphones. <laughs> and uh, the movie? Time Traveler's Wife. Ah, are you kidding me? <laughs> So I don't even plug in. I don't even plug in the earphones. I'm just looking at it. And I was like, why, is, why are people so fascinated with Eric Banya or whatever his name is? He is terrible. And this is a terrible movie. And uh, everywhere, every time he gets dropped off somewhere and he's naked. And sure enough, there's a clothesline up. Are you fucking kidding me? When was the last time you saw a clothesline anywhere? Anywhere. Who doesn't have a dryer or go to a laundromat? Who bought a washer and not a dryer? Anybody? And always pants that fit or pants with a drawstring. And then I get picked up by the owner of the club. Uh, and uh, and she's, she's driving me to the, to the crappy motel that's, that's, that's right by the club. And uh, it's weird. It's Erie, Pennsylvania, right? So the whole thing is weird. I'm right next to a semi-outlet mall where the prices are kind of low, but everyone's still angry. <laughs> and she's driving me there, and we're trying, to, we're trying to make small talk, you know, because she does this all the time. She picks up odd comics and drives them to a bad motel, or a hotel. It was a hotel. I just stayed in a Red Roof Inn. 
fucking, are you kidding me? Have you been to a Red Roof Inn lately? You open it up and there's a parking lot. And uh, there's, I've never smelled uh, meth being cooked, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> right next door, ready to blow. <sighs> so this woman, right? Fucking my daughter explaining time traveler's wife. <laughs> if you're a time traveler's wife, don't you just go, this isn't going to work. <laughs> you know too much. It's on the plane, and I get there, and she goes, oh, there's a movie theater right by where you're at, and um, it's, a, it's a dollar movie theater there, and uh, I was going to go see, I saw The Hangover there last night, and I go, oh, that's a funny movie. She goes, yeah, yeah, it was okay, right? So I was like, ah, this isn't going to be a good weekend, and, uh, and she goes, uh, oh, that's not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see The Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> oh. and I, it, but... I was just bombarded with the time traveler's wife <laughs> for a whole weekend. And uh, we canceled our Netflix, and, uh, and we go to Black... Oh, is it... Why the fuck are you giving me the light, Ed? Is this your show? Wait, are we improv What's going on? Oh, <laughs> by the way, folks... Oh, I didn't realize. By the way, uh, and it is a treat, everybody. If you can... Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> People are calling you? Ed, you barely know Bill Dwyer. <laughs> it's like the barking tree in, uh, in that cartoon. <laughs> oh, the show. Bill's act is just about to peter out. <laughs> and they would be correct. Um, by the way, if you, uh, if you get a chance, talk to Ed Salazar after the show, everybody, because his breath is fantastic. <laughs> Honest to God, it is, it is, it is rosy. It is, it is tremendous. Candy Where, beers, candy beers. I know. I asked him, I go, why is your breath smell so good? And he said, candy beer. Candy beer. But, uh, it, it's crazy great. He's, <laughs> he's eating leprechauns or something. It's great. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go over here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you uh, for being here on such short notice. Oh, I, I mean, what's uh, five hours? That's not sh such short notice. Ah, once I heard Frank was coming here, it's going to be here the whole time. <laughs> oh, my, my body language is so uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Blue Velvet all of a sudden. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize I had such a distinctive laugh. Oh, yeah. Really? And very and loud. But what a great show. Uh, oh my this one? god, yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Thanks. Good. Thank Absolutely you. tremendous. <laughs> I sound like I'm saying that to like you know generate applause, but I'm not. But it, well now even if you now, were this it's is applause live, for right? Us. This is going out all over the world. No. Oh no, it's it'll, not. It'll okay. It's live to them. That's this why will be cut out good. <laughs> all right, because there is a lot of fill. Right now, <laughs> these last four minutes. Cut out the last part of my act and just hit it with the big blue dong thing. That was killing, killing. It fascinates me that you've got like a solid eight minutes on Watchmen. <laughs> oh, my God. Wasn't that movie? Seriously. Wasn't that just too much? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I love the, the comic, and, and I was kind of disappointed in the film, though I did like, uh, I really liked uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach. I thought yeah, he was right. Yeah, the guy's a good actor. But who played the owl? What was that guy's name? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick uh, Wilson. Uh, 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Plus the worst costume ever. That brown and yellow thing? Seriously. Owl, come on. Oh, and then the uh, this giant, obviously, this thing could never fly, uh, boat ship that comes up out of the water. You fucking kidding me? Really? And you're going to fucking it. Okay, right, okay. Sure. It's going to hover, and you get to fuck skinny Malin Ackerman in it. Because, you know, Batman and Spider-Man are such big hits, so the executives were, well, those are hits, so people will definitely come and see superheroes they've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah Night Owl and, and uh, Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> the people comedian. don't even know how to pronounce Rorschach. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right. Oh, Silk Spectre. I love when my superheroes have silk in the name. Yeah, That's great. Silk Spectre. <laughs> don't wash her with, unless it's Gentle Cycle. <laughs> silk Spectre. She'll kill you with her smoothness. <laughs> and her clothes. <laughs> and who else was in that movie? The uh, Joker? No, uh, the comedian. Yes. The comedian. Wow, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is That strikes fear into the heart of everybody. <laughs> the comedian. Because they're notoriously badass, aren't they? <laughs> Comedians. Why don't you just slink off the stage, fuckface? All right? Hey, yeah. Comedians, yeah, you're going to beat the fuck out of me? Fuck you. I got nine beers in me. I work in a mine. Welcome to West Virginia, fucker. Yeah. Oh, you're the comedian? Yeah, you're super funny. Guess what? My foot is going to be up your ass in a second. Comedian. What do you got, a smiley button? His origin story was he fell into uh, uh, radiation when he was auditioning for Kimmel. <laughs> Which nobody's funny on Kimmel, radiation or not. Where do they get that audience? Man, that is the worst audience ever, isn't it? Jesus Christ. I think they have an anti-warm-up on Kimmel. Christ, Christmas. Uh, the comedian. And who else was there? So I don't even care. Well, there's a, there's the a original, guy. The original Night Owl. Well, there's Not the like a fat old guy who's going to die, and you don't explain that. Oh, he was the original Night Owl. Ooh, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> well, and then yeah, there's the uh, there's the smartest man whose name I can never pronounce. Anyone, yeah, xylophone or something. What is it? <laughs> What's his? Ozymandias. Ox. Oh, right. O Oxycontin. Ozy what is it? Yeah. O Oxy Oxycontin. People, uh, people know the answer mandibles. to that here. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ozymandias, right? Yeah. 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 And he was not only the smartest man in the world, but the greatest marketer, because he had his own Ozymandias dolls, right? right yeah. Which the kids were nuts for. <laughs> the Ozymandias dolls and the Ozymandias beach house, all that stuff. You can put Ozymandias in. And the Ozymandias big giant thing that he bought off the owl. That there's no way that thing could fly. It's like a bumblebee. It's like he can't explain it. No now, way. Now, your story, that th 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 happened a lot, people bringing their young kids to Watchmen. Like they did, because they thought, oh, it's based on a comic. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. What, what were they thinking? <laughs> I mean, don't you know, it's rated R, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I and mean, it's, why a, would it's you a hard R. There's, like, nudity, there's horrible... It's yeah. a, it's more Is there violent nudity the in it? <laughs> no, but I mean, except for... It's fake nudity. No, the se the sex well, scene in the owl. There's and, and that was God 
damn it, that was aggravating. Because people were snickering, and like you can't take your eyes off the blue dong, right? And it would just slightly swing as he'd walk around, you know? And they never showed him running, which would have been great. To see as he'd flap, 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 you know? Or he never sat down, you know? And you saw, well, like, if, his, if he ever sat. It would be great if he sat on his nuts, right? And then you go, didn't you see that coming? You're in the, f- in the future, right? Johnny Future. Like, I miss explanations, like, was it explained, like, because he was, like, Dr. Manhattan, whatever, he, like, dealt with military men and scientists, and does it explain why he chose never to wear clothes? <laughs> yeah, right, right? Couldn't he, <laughs> couldn't he come up with, like, some sort of fantastic <laughs> thing? Like they, they you know, he was dealt with the government, there would have been, like, a resolution in Congress passed. Please, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but well, you couldn't catch him though either, because he'd just zip away, right? Because he could just he could do that. They would be like a Dr. Manhattan. This is really awkward. Oh shit, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's over there. He's working on a Camaro. Oh no, he's over there. He's over. Oh Jesus. Well, and also Man. he could make multiples of himself. Right. So they could, he could the have like of that? 30 of them. I mean, couldn't he just change the world? Why does he make multiples of himself? <laughs> right? I, and, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so furious at that movie. The more I think about it. And I'm sure they released a DVD with like a ton of extras, right? Uh, yes. Uh, well, there are several. As it happens, uh, I used to work at the company that did the DVD special features oh. for the film. And so uh, anybody who watches, uh, what is it, um, the, uh, the Black Freighter? Uh, you can, oh, you, that's if you right. Look in special things. Oh, the one part of the comic that didn't make it into yeah. the movie. Yeah, but they found a way to. Oh, we'll still we'll still make it to and add it on the DVD. DVD. Right. Yeah. One of the extras on uh, the DVD is the uh, storyboards for the movie, which is just the graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually that that brings up like uh, you know I. I I was making a delivery and uh, talked to. Uh, you know, what do you, no, what do you mean? Is that a euphemism? You're making a delivery. <laughs> no, I was, deli- I was delivering like a, a <laughs> script or a, a DVD or something. And now, for the life of me, I cannot remember the di- director of Watchmen. Zack Snyder. Snyder. Thank you. Right. He's a very nice guy. But uh, sure, he is. What? Wow. He got paid a ton of money for making a bullshit movie. <laughs> of course, he's a nice guy. That guy should be apologizing for the rest of his life. Now, now, to he was, all of us who saw that thing. He had made bullshit movies before Watchmen. Come oh, what on did now. he make before Watchmen? Three hundred. Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like seeing uh, sequels before I've seen uh, the movies, so I didn't see one through two ninety nine. <laughs> so I didn't go to see three hundred. Thought I'd be lost. Three hundred was the uh, was the uh, gay meter level on a, on, a, on a scale of one to three hundred and twenty <laughs> that that movie was at, I believe. Three hundred. Uh, I didn't see three hundred. They made that a movie. It killed the whole uh, Tom of Finland movie. So <laughs> what? The whole what? What movie? Never mind. <laughs> it's uh, three hundred is interesting because. Uh, and I think I think we mentioned this on the show. Did you see it, David? I forget. Yeah, I saw. It. And uh, well, you should see it. Uh, should I? I mean, well, because you're movie guys. You right. just I guess. See. Um, but see like, I didn't see the tri- the time travels, wife. Oh, and really? <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. whatever. <laughs> He's always finding clotheslines. <laughs> <laughs> so so three hundred. Uh, it's dropped off in Central Park, and there's a 
Fucking 300 yard clothesline. <laughs> I just felt that the time traveler's wife would never be as good as the comic book. <laughs> But no, what got me about 300 is it's one of those things where it just they they didn't ch- change like almost any of the dialogue, and it's dialogue that's meant to be read because then you can you can give a good performance in your head, yeah, and right. uh, but yeah. then they just you know, oh this dialogue will be fine, and let's just have and so I'll move the mic away from my mouth. So basically, like every line is just like ah three Spartans, <laughs> and just like that's really. I, you know, I have to like watch and listen to this. Like it's terrible. It was. I didn't like the film. And it's you very did bad. it better when you read the graphic novel, probably. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Could t- I could, you know, tamp it down a little bit and just, you know, keep it I real. Could, I can add some nuance to <laughs> yeah. it and some subtlety. I would read the three hundred, the graphic novel, in the mirror, and then I could. <laughs> exactly. then that way, I could right. really, I could yeah. really see the subtlety on my face <laughs> as I. Self, right? Basically. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would look, you know, I'd pull my shirt up and I'd go, yeah, huh? What's the misinformation? And I'd pull my shirt up. This is the misinformation. So, Bill, have you seen, uh, have you seen any other uh, any other? No, but I'm lately? going to see a town called Panic. Anybody? Ah. Anybody else? Hmm. Huh? Anybody see it? No? All right. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the animated movie that's uh, sweeping the new art right now. The town, <laughs> it's at the new art. So, in other words, uh, it'll be on DVD. Soon. Yeah, pretty soon. It's, it, it's from Germany. Oh, so you okay. know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, On ladies that. and gentlemen, Bill Dwyer. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, and thanks, Frank. Listen, what do we have to get out of the Frank way? Frank Connick. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, well, David, that was fun. The show, I agree. The show is over. I agree. So uh, for those that are interested, uh, battleshippretention.com to hear the, the episodes. And uh, everybody that was on the show tonight has been uh, on the show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. We are also on Twitter. At, at The Pretension. At The Pretension. And uh, here is the uh, donation box for uh, the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. And uh, so please make a donation. It is for a good cause. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Thank and, you uh, all for coming. We'll get you next time. Bye.